Welcome back to Sweeping the Country. This week, a very special vault edition. And, and Jimmy, I got to tell you, first of all, your timing is impeccable. Yeah, I thought we might, because th- this woman has been in the news so much that I thought we haven't heard her. I don't know of anyone that's that's heard an interview with her lately. I interviewed Mrs. Tom Brady back a couple of years ago. And so the point of letting you hear this interview is just to hear what it's like to talk to her. Yeah, I mean, we boy. haven't heard her. We know what Tom Brady's like. He gets interviewed all the time. But what about Giselle? I've never. His real name is Giselle Caroline Nonemacher Bunchen. How about that? I have I have never. It's a mouthful. But the whole. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. But yeah, it's a mouthful. But I have never heard her speak ever. I mean, I don't think I've ever. Even all the stuff she's been in the news lately, I still haven't heard anything from her mouth. So this well, am- sitting across from her, we'll talk about a little bit more when we run this. But yeah. this was for a movie that she was in that wasn't bad. It, uh, it was it was a pretty good film, and I just can't even remember the name of it. That's how good Taxi is. What it was? Oh, Taxi was and, great. Uh, and uh, it was a little. All these supermodels are bank robbers or something. Jimmy Fallon was in it. Queen Latifah and oh, yeah. others. But let's just listen to a conversation with Giselle. You're used to seeing yourself in pictures. What did you think when you saw yourself on film? Um, the first impression, I mean, I saw it by myself in a room, in a dark room, so I was like basically alone. I was like, oh, someone has to be here. But uh, the first time I looked at myself, I was like, ah, you know? It's, it's something like, it's, it's interesting to see yourself like that big and like speaking because, you know, I've been doing my job for 10 years and all I do is really stand in front of the camera and. You know, and then when you're standing, you look 100 feet tall. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I do. I'm actually very tall. I'm 5'11", so mm-hmm. with heels, I'm like 6'3", or mm-hmm. something. But um, yes, it, it, it's a bit like I had, I had a little bit of a freak out moment, you know, when I just saw it. I was like, oh my God, get out of there. What are you doing, you know? But then after, like, as I kept watching the movie, I, I think it's such a right. funny movie and it's such a great movie. Yeah. Like, I forgot about my all about myself and I was really enjoying the movie. Well, you so. look very comfortable in some of the scenes you know, that maybe weren't so comfortable when you have to look at the other driver and some of that. Is that just natural, you think? You know, I, I didn't have, like, I'm not a person that I've been studying acting mm-hmm. and doing any of that. So, you know, I, I, I took this opportunity and I was like, I'm going to try to do that. You know, I can be Brazilian, so I don't have to mm-hmm. lose my accent. So that's great. So I just think, you know, I just, everyone around me made me feel very comfortable. And I just went ahead and tried to do what I thought it was right, you know. And in the end, I didn't really know what, how it was going to come out. But I figure, you know. I have to try. So, did you like being mean? Uh, you know, it's actually fun to be a villain yeah. because uh, it's a bit difficult though when you're doing a movie with Kunatif and Jimmy Fallon because they have such a great chemistry mm-hmm. and they're so funny and they improvise a lot. So when you're not really an actress and you go there and you have to act with them, it's kind of like to be serious in mm-hmm. front of them is like a big challenge because you want to like crack up laughing by everything they say, especially because they change everything around. You mm-hmm. know. But uh, it was a great experience. I, I just have great things too, you know. When you were a little girl in Brazil, at what point did everybody start telling you you were pretty? Because I bet you were just this long-legged little girl yes. in elementary school that probably thought she was ugly. Of course, because you know, I think when you go to school, like everyone, like kids are like mean sometimes, you know, and they love making jokes. If you had red hair, you're the fire guy. Mm-hmm. If you're like, you know, and I was like this skinny girl. I was already like five nine when I was thirteen, wow. and I was really really skinny, and I had long hair, and I was like. A dork. And, and you have, your legs are 14 feet long. I mean, they're they're like, pretty you know. long. You know, they're pretty long. So can you imagine? It's like people used to make fun of me, but I was very like, I was an A student. I was very concentrated in making my parents proud and doing my stuff. So, 
You know, I really didn't, I wasn't definitely not popular in school, but I had my friends and they make fun of me, but it's okay, you know? Like today I'm like, it's okay. Everybody, no, but everybody <laughs> does that. I understand like in every school, like kids go through that. So it's okay, I, I understand how it is. Well, you know, you're one of these models that when you see you, you actually recognize you. I mean, you're not that far away looking. You're beautiful today. Oh, thank and then you. I saw you on the cover of Esquire and you're beautiful there. So people probably do recognize you, don't they, on the street or the yeah, airport? Yeah, you know, I'm like a homebody, to be honest with you, like, and I'm also a workaholic, so like I work and I go home and I'm a homebody, I have all my friends over for dinner, like I barely like go out, like mm -hmm. maybe go out, out, I go out like three times a year to dance or something, like really rarely. But so people don't really like, you know, unless I walk in the street, it's like sometimes yeah. people are like, oh, if I go to a store, they're like, oh, can I have your autograph yeah. or whatever, but people are normally very nice and, and, and yeah, they recognize you, but not like crazy. And did I hear you know? that you're going on the road with Tyra Banks and all these people on a Victoria Secret like, show? What yes. are you going to do? Are you going to kick and dance and I'm like, tell jokes I don't or know what? what I'm going to do. Oh, God help me. I'm just no, it's, it's just, um, you know, like Victoria, I'm, I have a contract with them, so they have like this whole angel thing and you have to, you know. Dress up like a runway? Um, I don't really know how exactly how it's going to work because it, they haven't really like talked about it yet to all of us. We know that we have like a five-day period where we're going to be in New York, uh, LA, Vegas, and all these different places to promote Victoria's Secret because this year they're not doing the fashion show. You know, they have that yeah. huge fashion show every year. This year they're not doing it because for some reason, I don't know what's going on, I don't know the reason why they're not doing it, but they, instead they're doing this promotional thing which is like everyone flying around in the jet and going to different cities and promoting different stores. So let's see how that's going to go. Well come to Nashville, <laughs> please. We're too small, but oh. we, we would like for you to come. Oh, please, okay. some, have her come. Can she please come home with me? All right, bye-bye. Oh, My wife won't let much. me date though, that's the problem. Thank you very so, much. Um, one of the most successful supermodels of all time formerly Mrs. Tom Brady, but she is now legally got her name back again, Giselle Bunchkin, a Brazilian <laughs> supermodel worth, they said, $400 million. She didn't need Tom Brady's money. God, she didn't, um, did she? She had her I mean, own. And she had more of it. I mean, think about that. We and had more of it. So, you know, it was never about money. Anybody who thought it was, it was not about that. It was about him not, you know, he was involved. His, his mistress was football. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Ninety nine percent of his and time, it, and the mistress in this case, the mistress won, Ooh. and uh, I don't think he could have done anything about it. I mean, he couldn't give up football for her; he wouldn't be happy. Yeah, and so she couldn't live with it, sharing him with football. Yeah, half a year, which is what it was. She couldn't deal with that, so uh, it might be a mistake on her part, but I get it. Yeah. We'll see how fast she gets hooked up with somebody else. Right, exactly. Because she'd rather have nothing than have him for half the time. So it's an interesting choice. I agree. I agree. Very, uh, very timely uh, and great to listen to her. She's very smart, very And then articulate. another exotic woman, and she yeah. is exotic, Angelina Jolie. We met in London in 2003, and she's another one. We don't see a lot lately. We used to see her a lot. Yeah, uh, we did. We were there for a movie called uh, Beyond Border. And she was, what was the movie she was really good in with Brad Pitt? It was a kind of a shoot 'em up. Mr. and Mrs. Something Other. Oh, Smith. It was, good. was it Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, that fantastic. That was a great action movie. Yeah. If you ever had a chance to see that and one. funny. That it was, was 2005. Funny. I thought she was great. Salt was another one she oh, was in. Oh, man, was that 2010. Good. Thought she was good in that. Russian uh, agent. She's yeah. been producing and screenwriting and directing in the last few years a couple of different films, a very interesting woman, uh, the United Nations envoy from the High Commissioner for Refugees. She did that. But, you know, certainly a very attractive woman mm -hmm. who is just very powerful. Uh, I, I've always tried to describe her like sitting across 
the table from a leopard or a tiger. Exotic, beautiful, powerful, and scary maybe a little bit too. And if you saw her in Mr. and Mrs. Salt, you'd know why. But here's just a little conversation with Angelina Jolie. Definitely one of the most interesting women in the world. I think that's true. Because I read so much about you this week. And you say you're very forthcoming. You generally pretty shoot straight. You don't try to be politically correct. You just say what's on your mind, right? Yeah. So it gets you in trouble sometimes? It has, but I am happy to just, I can remain really honest and open. I don't have to censor myself. And I think that's a dangerous thing to do. So Isn't it so much easier to be honest? Yeah, I think <laughs> it really so. really is. You had, I mean, I, last time I saw you, I think we did Pushing 10. And man, mm-hmm. your life has gone a long way since that's those times. Yeah. You ever think your life is moving so fast you don't get a chance to see where you are? Um, I used to have that problem, but now I have a son and, and he kind of, I slow down a lot every day with him. And so he's helped me with that. He's given me a kind of um, every special moment and everything kind of centers and calms down at the end yeah. of the day. Centering is the right word for children. I have children and grandchildren now. Right. And really try, that's a whole nother experience. <laughs> You're way too young to find out, but it's a, it's a neat experience too. Uh, movies, where where are they in your life now? I mean, were they, they everything for so long, your whole life? I mean, you got up in the morning, went to bed at night thinking about movies? Um, I suppose. I mean, thinking about trying to find... Um, I went through a time where the characters I played were more interesting than my own life. They had more. They they were having experiences. So anytime I'd want to do something, I'd do it through a film or I'd be... I was uh, I was desperate to try to analyze myself and to communicate with people and to tell these stories. And now, um, now my own life away from films is more interesting to me and... Hmm. And um, and I learn more from that than I do from a film set. So is it true that some people want to be a life of pretend because they don't like themselves, so they found it more interesting to be the other person when they're pretending? Yeah, I think part of that, and I think you you forget that you can have your own experiences. You forget that uh, I think when I first read this script for this film, I I really wanted to to understand this film, and and then uh, the film didn't go, and I had this moment of really wanting to having uh, to to have that experience, and I realized well, I'll just have it. I'm a human being. I'll have it. I'll go to Africa, and and it was. But but I had almost forgotten that I could just do that as a, as a as a human being and as a woman, as opposed to I had to wait to do a film. So um, it was a pivotal moment in my life realizing that. I mean, Audrey Hepburn has done this for the United Nations, and you're doing it. Isn't it something that really changes your life and gives you a whole another perspective yeah. on the world? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I. I didn't expect it to. I did. I just wanted to understand what was happening because I couldn't. I didn't. I don't read a paper well. Mm-hmm. I need to go into an environment. And, and uh, but the first time I did, I, I went to Sierra Leone, and it um, it shocked me and it changed me. Um, doesn't it make you really? That most people just don't want to get that sad. It doesn't make you. It makes you sad, but it it also makes you realize that you have nothing to be sad about. And how dare That's you true. cry yourself to sleep at night when they're surviving? And they're smiling, and they're able to cope. Um, you should stay strong for them and see what you can do to make it better. So one thing I liked about this movie is you don't try to wrap it all up in a bow in the end and say everything's going to be okay. It leaves you out there to leave the theater thinking and talking, which you don't do after many movies. You know, you just they're over with. Yeah, I was surprised. We won't say what the ending is, but I was surprised that there was never a discussion from the studio to to change the ending or to wrap it up in a nice little. You know, that that we did leave it as it was, and because you can't. Because you can't, and there isn't any any nice answers to, to these things. They're 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 complicated, and they're messy, and and it's a big problem out there. And it, it hasn't gotten better. Those three situations in the movie are not that different. And love is never perfect. And love is never perfect, but I do think they have a pretty perfect romance, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they they both believe in the same things, and they inspire each other. And whether they're able to be together or not is kind of secondary. 
but they are so instrumental in each other's lives, and I think that's what love should be. So if I come over to your house in Cambodia, I'm going to get eaten by a tiger. Is that probably a chance of that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or a big snake or something else. <laughs> there's a lot of, yeah, we, there's... There's, it's been an amazing experience. We we uh, we have this home in the middle of the jungle, and we have it near an uh, an animal sanctuary, and we're working with wildlife people, and and um, so we helicopter and we've built these houses on stilts, and and uh, it, it's it, it's great, but it is. I, I have these. We had to demine it, and we found forty eight landmines. Detiger it and delandmine it. Delandmine it. And, and, I tell you what, who needs a security alarm when you got that kind of stuff on? Yeah. <laughs> You're an interesting woman, no doubt about it, Angelina Jolie. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Complicated, talented. Uh, you know, she's a private pilot as well. Yeah, I heard that about uh, her. Yeah. She's everything. She's whatever she wants to be. Uh, she is an amazing, an amazing person. And again, she's behind the scenes now instead of an ingenue in front of the cameras. Yeah. And then this next lady, I've, I was always thought that, you know, that I was wildly in love with her. She's a yeah. Georgia peach. Kim Basinger. Oh yeah. And we had some, you know, we just always had a good time talking. I'm, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. She's mm -hmm. from Athens, Georgia. We have a lot of the same you know, eating habits and culture that we've been brought up in. And she was domino and never say never again. What? But her big role Wait a minute. Uh, that I never could get past was nine and a half weeks. Holy moly. Yeah, it was good. Uh, that, that was, was an unbelievable film. Very sexy. And then L.A. Confidential. That was a great film with Russell Crowe. And those are the two biggest things she's done. I liked her. I think with this movie we were talking, we were Kiefer Sutherland, and this movie was called The Sentinel. I've decided a movie you can remake again. Excuse me? It's not a movie, but it's a television show. I think you and Alec would be good at Lucy and Ricky. <laughs> oh. Are you anything like Lucy? Is he anything like Ricky? It is so funny that you said that. He says to me, on the average, maybe six, seven times a week, Lucy, <laughs> he does. So we live that life. I mean, whether you'd want to do it on the screen or not, I don't think that's for us, but we live a Ricky and Lucy life. Existence. So there's a little Lucy in Kim, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I, yeah, I don't know whether I want to admit that or not, but yeah, I there can is. see that. <laughs> I don't, I can't see you doing the whiny kind of Ricky, but I can see you doing some other things. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, you know, I, I connive behind Alex's back and do things, and all of a sudden it might go a little, oh, God, and he says Lucy, <laughs> you know, you know. I was making some notes on things, and I want to hit a couple things really fast here. One, I, I, you strike me as someone that would make a New Year's resolution. Am I wrong in thinking that? Any kind of resolutions. Do you do that? I don't think I really do it. You just like No, pass? I think I might have done that um, years ago, but I, I don't do that. I just don't, you know. Do you set goals for yourself? Um, not really. You just kind of let it flow? I just let it. I let it flow. You're like I'm a pretty, reed in the wind. And I, yeah, I'm pretty consistent with the way I discipline myself. I mean, like exercise and all the things mm -hmm. that usually the normal um, New Year's resolutions and things. I, I'm pretty much uh, set in my ways that way. So, you know, I don't, it's not that I don't have anything I could improve. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm always trying to learn and always trying to improve on a daily basis. So I just feel like it continues on. Right. How does Kim mm -hmm. express anger? Um, Are you a screamer? No, I'm Are not. Are you a powder? No, I'm not. I, in fact, for years I had trouble with anger because it, I was never angry and could not get angry. 
It was real funny. And um, Alec taught me how to get angry. <laughs> now, Alec nah. strikes me as the kind he can kind of oh. lash out. He's probably oh. got a mouth on him that's unbelievable when he dresses you down if he wants to. It would He's be black Irish Catholic. Yeah, I can see that. Street New York. I mean, mm. you know, a Long Island boy, and he has a temper, and uh -huh. he he has a temper, but he's also, you know, a lot of that is passion. Controlled, passionate about it, everything. He, he is <clears throat> very passionate about things, and I watch him, and I just go, now you're going to have a heart attack if by the age, you know, you have got to calm down. I mean, my, this is ridiculous. We handle our anger very different. I'm not a screamer or anything like that. I don't like that kind of. I just don't like that in the well, house. That's good. Yeah. That's that's fine with me. I have found something disturbing about your eating habits, as I've always been concerned with them <laughs> since we talked about iced tea last time. <laughs> Love iced tea, too. Uh, corn off the cob. Corn off the cob. You don't eat corn on the cob? What this was this something in movie. This magazine said oh, all these food right. things you like. Corn off the cob. I said, this girl's from the South. She doesn't eat corn on the cob. Oh, I love corn on the cob. On the cob, But, but you've never, you know, if I was going to the chair or something and I was my last meal, <laughs> I'd go, there's a, a southern fried corn off the cob. Have you ever had it? I don't think so. Oh, man. I mean, I've had, like, you, corn off the cob, but it's not fried. Oh, you've missed everything. <laughs> well, good. Great. I, I mean, I haven't eaten it in uh, 10 years or... Fifteen years, but I mean, it's it's like, it's beyond. Okay, it's I'll, great. I'll take your advice Please. on that. Please, southern so, fried corn. Because we're very compatible in most everything except pumpkin pie. So you don't like pumpkin pie? No, but that's all right. What's, what kind of pie do you like? Hmm? What kind of pie do you like? Coconut cream pie, custard you, pie, apple pie. You like creamier things, fruit. Things. I like yeah. That's not a big chocolate fan. By the way, I had to tell you how sexy you were in Wayne's World. My goodness. You heard the groans in the audience from grown men. It's embarrassing. You were your children. You're watching these things, and, you know, and you're doing this. What's wrong, Daddy? You know, it's that kind of thing. I just wanted to let you know you bothered people with that. That was great. She was a great character. So was it fun working with Alec, or is he pretty, in, you know, I know you've worked with him before, but now that it's the husband and wife thing and you were that much closer, was there a different relationship in this movie? Well, the funny thing was... Um, we weren't married then. I mean, we were together, of course, but uh, it was it was beyond happen. I made, love made you an act, better actress. Well, I think with each part, you try your best to improve on some level, you know. But um, <clears throat> you know, he's a marvelous co-star. He's a wonderful actor, and um, I think subliminally, before we even had the first day of filming, I think we made a deal subconsciously that we were just co-stars. That's the way it went. We had separate relationships with the director, separate relationships with the people, and we treated each other like co-stars, just with respect, right. and it, it was just wonderful. Well, you know I think you're wonderful. You could read the phone book and I'd like it, so it'd be fine. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. You From back in 2006, the former, you know, Mrs. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, And indeed. I think we refer to Alec a couple of times. She was married to him at the time, and she used to, you know, again, you never know what goes on behind closed doors you know she was in tim burton's batman i remember that i, I was gonna was say great in that with yeah. michael keaton she was the best of all the of all the women in those bad i thought he was the best batman so their their biggest one you know very high grossing thing for her but she had a lot of great femme fatale kind of roles so yes, three did. very interesting women to say the least three very beautiful interesting women Yes, indeed. I agree with you. And again, uh, we do this every week on The Vault. I mean, we had the Three Amigos last week. I mean, it's something. it just seems like it gets better and better every time we do this. So make sure you uh, sign up for Sweeping the Country. It's no cost, and we don't charge anything for it. We do it for fun, but also entertainment. That's what we're all about. And Jimmy, another outstanding Vault episode on Sweeping the Country. And if you were just finding us, yeah. 
you can go backwards. I don't know how many we've got at this point, but we've done Arnold Schwarzenegger, name some Steven Spielberg. Oh, there's a we've ton done, of them. Uh, John Travolta. Steven Seagal, which was most recently. We've done Tom Cruise. Uh, we've done a lot of people. Mel Gibson. I think we've done Mel Gibson. I think oh, we yeah. did uh, Chevy Chase. I think we've done so many. So go back. Robin Williams. And you can find Robin Williams. And we'll do some more Robin Williams. I got to remember what we did and I'll find some other things because he is so much fun. So you, much fun. You said you don't know how many we've done. And I'll just tell you right now, this is episode 70. Wow. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. It is. So some of our uh, podcasts are dated because they were done. They're sort of the news version. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then the vaults are sort of the evergreens, bringing back some of the uh, classic, you know, people that uh, I've had a chance to sit down and talk with. Clint Eastwood's in this book. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Robert Duvall. This Henry Mancini oh, uh, was a great, one of my favorite interviews. Eddie Murphy. There. Eddie Murphy. So we've we've had a lot of people on here, and uh, go backwards if you like. It could be interesting. Indeed, and we'll do it again next week with a brand new Vault episode. For us this week, that's going to be it. I'm Derek Walker. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, he is. I'm Jimmy Carter. Good day. Good day.